Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode seven of the Semi-Casual Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by the Mosca Queers. I've got Bubba Sheen at, at the Casual Wilson and Mitch at Casual Katesy. What's going on, boys? You're still sticking with Musker Queers, aren't you? It really yeah. is. <laughs> I'm bringing it home. All right. He making a, it he, stick. He is a fan. <laughs> He's a fan of the Musker Queers. Uh, unfortunately, this uh, podcast is not brought to you by a beer, but it, it was brought to you by Domino's Pizza. Oh, boy, wasn't it? 40% it's off delicious. today only. Yeah, get in it. <laughs> get in on it. This is a, a Tuesday, by the way, not a Wednesday. Yeah, we actually are recording this a day earlier. So if there's some like massive breaking news on the... What's the day tomorrow? It's the... 12th then we'll miss it isn't star wars battlefront meant to be coming like having oh, some that's Ooh. the 13th of april oh. so that's a few days away it's all us. good it's golden um all right boys this is it let's do the weekly catch-up mr sheen take us away what have we been doing persona 5 so much persona 5 <laughs> um i have fallen into that deep and hard um phrasing nah uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know it to be true yeah uh, it's anime like what slash RPG Japanese it's just me done that's me done it's like well I need new pants um, <laughs> I'm sold <laughs> mom just put the door the food under the door yeah don't, no don't even approach the room just stay away it's best yeah, if you don't the smell will kill you <laughs> uh, <laughs> this gas mask hanging off in the <laughs> just before they, they, they get to the room I have windows it has like the um, fucking SeaWorld style splash zone oh my god <laughs> Free poncho, poncho with entry. <laughs> Ponchos required on entry. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get wet. The first five rows are a splash zone. <laughs> oh god. But uh, so you're still enjoying the game? I am indeed enjoying the game. I won't say anything about it because spoilers out the ass. Um, and you know, Atlas will probably kill us if I try and do anyway. Uh, yeah, I think even a description of the game at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, well, for those that are listening at home and myself that are curious, from a weeb to the public, <laughs> what do you what do you say? Like general gist, give us what this game is about. What is Persona about? And then, so I understand what the hell you just spent you know sixty <laughs> hours of your life doing last week. Did not spend sixty hours. <laughs> Twenty. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> It, it's a massive JRPG, uh, and but it goes back to the fantastic roots of turn-based um, strategy. It's what it's always been when it comes to the Persona ones, where it's that thing of same as the old Final Fantasies, you take your turns when you when you're in your fights in your battles. Uh, but it's also got that fantastic storyline underlying it. It's always that uh, idea of it's generally it's the high school kids, and it's that thing of sort of finding your place in the world, but also trying to figure out how you can try and affect change to it, as well as um, taking out some, you know, some of the bad guys or just trying to improve how life is around. Hmm. Um, so part of the game is also all focused around uh, building your friendships up uh, and improving your stats and everything to help you through your school life and everything. Uh, and then going and investigating the dungeons or palaces as they're called this time around. Um, or I'm sorry, it was the TV world. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it's this really big game that... Gained a lot of popularity back with Persona 3, I think was when it really started to gain more popularity in the Western side of things. That's when I got a Westernized uh, one for the PS2. Then Persona 4 randomly skipped the PS3 and just went to the beta. Odd choice, but the only reason why you owned the beta. Yeah, so the the Persona 4 came out for the PS2. It was uh, two, three years after the PS4 was pretty much dead in the West. It was released. So unless you were like diehard for it, you wouldn't have gone and got it. Yeah. Um, so you would have been missed it entirely. But they re-released it as Persona 4 Golden for the Vita, which was basically the only reason many people had a Vita. I uh, know. Myself why. included. Yeah, it's why I own the Vita. That and Wipeout. 
um, yeah. which I did quite enjoy Wipeout. Because uh, there's that thing of like, oh, 64 days, the old 64 days. Um, so yeah, no, it's and it's living up to it so far. Like I'm not nowhere near finished this game. This game is going to be 60 to 80 hours. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure. Because there's that much dialogue and there's that much to do. Yeah, and to stop and rethink about you go, Fuck, what am I going to do? The, the game itself, like people are like, oh, it's going to be like a 400 hour venture or some shit yeah. like that. Like well, you I, can I'm, make it that long if yeah. you really want it to be. Um, admittedly, yeah, in Persona 4 Golden, I ended up doing about 200 hours. Um, that's through two, three different playthroughs. Because um, you do get like new game plus, like you get out of certain games. Um, they do that as well in the Persona series. Um, so yeah, no, it's I'm enjoying it quite a lot uh and it's pretty much all anything i've been doing uh not good i do need to do some uni work yeah <laughs> fuck uh, uni <laughs> no need that degree so to summarize persona as like i'm the the middle of the table basically not full anime weeb but also have played the entire series at this point i'm also enjoying five but uh the way to summarize it is it's a time management game meets a life simulator meets like a pokemon style uh, RPG system where it is all mm. elemental based like you know um, you learning the weaknesses of certain enemies to exploit them and then um, it's a very stylish combat system which is great but it is basically everything you do in the re- quote unquote real world outside of those palaces affects something to do with either the storyline or the uh, combat itself so the better you are at the social link side of things the better you are at like time management and managing your own like having uh, stat boosters and stuff like that, the better your combat experience will be. Because hmm. it's that thing of like, um, it'll give you parts of the day, and generally when you go to school, it'll just rush through most of the day. Occasionally it'll throw like a question at you in class. If you answer it correctly, it gives you a knowledge point, uh, which puts it towards yeah, improving relations, but also getting higher scores on exams, that sort of thing. Um, but in the afternoon, it's that thing of like, okay, you can go do something in the afternoon, but it'll take up the whole afternoon. And then you might be able to do something in the evening as well, but that'll take up the evening. So it's a thing you got to stop and go, okay, do I spend it with someone and improve the relationship? Or do I go and study or something like that? So ah, cool. it, is, it is quite literally like the same thing you would do in real life where it's like, I could go and hang out with this person today, but I really should go hit the batting cages or something. Because yeah. that's a common decision that I have to make every day is whether or not I'm going to go <laughs> and hit at the batting cages and practice my baseball skills to get my strength up. But yeah, that is quite literally the game. It is a Japanese game, so baseball did have to have some some form in it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what about you, Mitch? What's been going on? What have uh, you been so, up to? Yeah, I've been doing Persona as well, but I've been kind of stuck in between work and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I did go and see Ghost in a Shell just last night. Ghost with a shell. Ghost with a shell. How you said at the dinner table? Yes. <laughs> literally like twenty minutes ago, I made that joke, and it's like, oh god, here we go. That's going to be a problem. Um. But yeah, it's. So, I'm a fan of the anime. Have you seen the original animated movie? Not at all. Okay. I didn't see the animated movie, but I've seen the sh- the, uh, the anime TV series. The standalone complexes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. St- series itself. Um, this one pulls a lot of inspiration from a lot of the different sources and turns it into a semi-gohesive story. There is some plot larks where they're like, okay, cool, we can visit these later um, if they ever do sequels and stuff like that. But it is a very stylish movie. It looks fantastic. It looks just like the anime if you basically live actioned it there was a lot of controversy around Scarlett Johansson being cast but mm. she's probably I couldn't have seen anybody else play that role um, they do explain the fact that she's not Japanese and she has a western name but there is a whole bunch of other stuff they go into uh, basically the the universe of that of of a uh, ghost in the shell can be used to explain that 
So they didn't even have to like retcon a reason as to why she's suddenly American. They just used the already existing law to um, recast and actually make it fit so it will actually make money. Okay. Have you seen that movie Her with Scarlett Johansson in it? Yes. Is it pretty much her, but... No. <laughs> no, no she's, she's an actual robot, not just a voice. <laughs> no, she's, she's actually, like, you know how in her, she's actually, like, it's supposed to be a personality? Yeah. She doesn't have one in this. She's uh-huh. very much neutral, because she's a weapon more than anything. Oh, it's pretty uh, standard fare for her, then. Yeah. In terms it's... of her acting regime. What in terms, of, in terms of the last few movies that she's done, where she is basically just the American female badass that's been cast in a lot of movies, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same sort of thing. Okay. But I, I'm a sucker for cyberpunk, and, like, that sci-fi sort of like world so yeah it was actually pleasantly surprising it's definitely interested me i do want to go see it but i will probably wait until i don't know i think there'll be a uh, unless sean wants to go with me there's <laughs> i'm asking you live sean <laughs> it's a bit awkward now isn't it <laughs> oh do i do you want me to step outside boys is that a yeah, yeah. i think i might need to step out that's going to be the easier option <laughs> yeah <laughs> excuse me while i just pull myself out <laughs> yeah, um, but it's 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 going to make a great 4K HDR release, I'll tell you that much. It's oh, cool. so colourful and vibrant that it will actually suit that 4K HDR thing that's going on right now. But it, it's worth seeing if you are like even slightly interested in that sort of like genre of movies. It is it is very interesting to see. And in a weeboo from me coming up as well, if you are a fan of Ghost in the Shell, Psychopaths. Definitely check out Psychopaths. Yes, that's, that's a fantastic that's, anime. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's actually another thing that like if you... Uh, the animes that came inspired uh, by, by Ghost in the Shell. Shell even like the Wachowskis and stuff like that who went on to make The Matrix mm. they were inspired by Ghost in the Shell so there's been a whole bunch of other stuff like that I will say the soundtrack to the movie was fantastic because it was done by the original composer of the first movie so he came sure. back and That's remixed his own score for this movie oh, okay. so it actually ends with the Innocence score which is the beginning of the first movie the second movie basically Oh, that score is fantastic. That's something I'd say as well about Persona. I absolutely love the soundtrack in that. Um, yeah, that guy killed it. That did, guy absolutely kills it. Does the Take Your Heart edition, which you got, come with the? Yes. Six? All right, good. I think it's. I don't think it's the. Full, <laughs> I don't think it's the full full soundtrack, but it is a sampler. It's the main tracks at least, because there's a lot of like atmospheric music that yeah. would probably just be like ten seconds long. And then which looped. which I do love. Like after you, you know, in after you, you've. Stolen the treasure. There we go. I, yeah. I haven't spoiled anything from there. Went around that one pretty well. Yeah. Uh, that's. I just love the pursuit music that they have in that. That's oh just yes, amazing. That's um, that's a pretty good boss music, basically. Yeah, that's what um, it's meant to be. Basically, I'm getting the Take Your Heart edition from America. He got it from Australia, Mitch. Uh, so I'm a little jealous about that. Still to be fair, a little I, salty. I paid uh, twice as much as you did. You did. You did. Despite the fact that we almost paid twice as much in conversion rate, <laughs> I still almost paid twice as much. <laughs> That's fucked. Um, That's very fucked. Just fucked, <laughs> boys. Yep. Dan, what, what have you been up to? What have I done? Look, Sweet fuck nothing. I can't even remember what I've done. Uh, I... What have you been drinking? It's been a drug-infused <laughs> haze for Dan, I think. <laughs> There's been a bit of alcohol involved, but not too much. I did... Um, you know, it was my sister's birthday on Friday, so family events all happened, and then oh, it prolonged on to the Saturday. Thank you. Um, so Wait, did the party prolong, or did the hangover prolong? The, the hangover, and <laughs> yes. the, the hangover food um, was good. Um, but what did I do? I played a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn, so I picked that up a little while ago, just after it came out, and I finally got to address it. I've decided myself, you know, just for the sake of my life, to, to shelve Mass Effect. Oh, for yeah. now it is, it is officially on the back burner same like, I'm so keen to get into that game but just like hearing the amount of time you've been put into it and uh, 
I'm I'm going overseas in like three weeks, so I don't have games I can just fucking burn through. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I played a bit of Horizon Zero Dawn. Very su- uh, surprised at that actually. It was a good little intro tutorial section. I do like the whole um sci-fi sort of uh, I don't know sci-fi native sort of feel that the game gives out. Um, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying that. Didn't really get that far. Did do a stream of it the other night, but yeah, it was good. Uh, I did also pick up Ukulele, which came out today. Yeah, at midnight. Um, you was playing it at midnight. Yeah, so I pre-ordered it digitally and it unlocked at midnight, so I thought I'd give it a bash. So far, I'm having a very good time. It's exactly what I would want from a banjo. Uh, <laughs> you can't even say banjo-type game. It is literally Banjo-Kazooie yeah. with a reskin. Yeah, it is, but it's amazing. I'm having a great time. Um, so I hope that game continues with what it's shown me so far. Do you reckon it'll take like a few years then to do a sequel and then they'll never do a third one? Yeah, probably. Yeah. There'll be ukulele nuts and bolts. Oh, ukulele nuts and bolts. I'd, I'd buy that on the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> on whatever the next... Xbox. On the Xbox Scorpio. On, on oh. whatever the Xbox will be many down, the years down the track. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I can't really remember anything else I did. Went out and played some Pool of Mitch. Yeah. Oh, huge. stick on Saturday night. Um, and then we played some Pool. Uh, yep, exactly. You made that <laughs> you, joke again. You played, played some tummy swords. What? Mm. No, 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 it's like at the Moran Bateman Fair and shit. <laughs> no, it's the, the one church. Are. It's no, no, the no. one church in Moran Bateman. No, no, no. It's what the field days are about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's beautiful. But um, why yeah. else do you think I have a cowboy hat? Um, well, you guys have never seen it, have you? No. Awkward. Yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry, you broke me with that. It's I was like, like you guys are learning new things about me you never thought nor wanted to. <laughs> and it's on recording. Like. Sean, Sean's coming out. Is it's. it's it's happening. Uh, um, but yeah, so... Let's get to a topic, We'll please. get into some... Uh, we'll, we'll touch on some light news. Uh, last week in the podcast, we did speak about the Xbox Scorpio. Um, the specs were finally revealed. We did post them on our Facebook page, but for those that aren't... Uh, did not look at that, um, we should have probably prepared it. You might, yeah. <laughs> As Dan was saying that, he was uh, reaching into his pocket and pulling out his phone because he just realised that he didn't actually write down the specs. Um, to be fair, I didn't either, and Sean didn't. 16 gig of RAM, DDR5. Oh, it's 12 uh, gig of DDR5, actually. Is it? It wasn't 16. Oh, okay. <laughs> at least, I wait till Dan one, corrects me on I that, but I'm pretty one, sure it's not. I was not. the one that posted it, so I should know this shit. But, yeah, uh, right. You know. Anyway, here, here it is. It's coming at you live. Alright, so CPU, it has 8 custom x86 cores clocked at 2.3 gigahertz. GPU is 40 custom compute units at 1172 megahertz. Memory, 12 gigabyte GDDR5. Fucking got him Memory words. bandwidth of 326 gigabytes per second. A hard drive of 1 terabyte. And of course, the yummy scrummy 4K UHD Blu-ray. Look, I'm sorry I'm PC. That's a thing of 16 gig or nothing. Good <laughs> save. But no, the specs actually seem really interesting. And what what interested me as someone who doesn't really care about the PC specs side of things, who like looks at that spec sheet and goes, that's a lot, fucking lot of numbers right there and a lot of letters that don't make any sense and shouldn't be next to each other. But um, what they Digital Foundry put out was like they literally showed um, in-engine screenshots of Forza 6, mm-hmm. um, which is two-year-old Forza game, but they had it running with 4K assets on at maximum settings, basically, and it was only using 60% of the potential power. Yeah. And they were like, and it was running 4K natively 
at 60 frames a second. Yeah. That is no. fantastic to me because that tells me I'm that the previous games will be able to be, you know, because they said that they did that pretty much in like an afternoon or like a two-day like turnover to flip it up to Scorpio ready and it wasn't that much of an issue and the engine didn't have any problem handling it. So it's like, cool, does that mean my older games, like for instance, you know, uh, Halo 5, which can look terrible at some moments and can, you know, almost drop frame rate but then drop resolution like a crap load, will that run native 4K at 60 frames now? If it gets patched, I guess. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. If they provide the, the files for it, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, another quick thing to touch on is the PS4 Pro to Project Scorpio. I do have some comparisons up here. Yep. Uh, so the Scorpio has a 2.3 gigahertz processor, 8-core. PS4 is 2.13, so it's slightly faster on the CPU end of it, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, the Xbox Scorpio for graphics power is 6 teraflops, um, 12 gigabyte GD, uh, gddr5 as i said while the ps4 pro is 4.12 at 8 gigabyte gddr5 so, so basically so almost half the teraflops and four gigs less of ram basically is what we're taking out yeah yep uh so it is looking to be quite a bit like a lot more powerful well this is what we talked about last week we wanted it to be an upgrade not a you know incremental type thing not like a little booster mode hmm. we wanted it to be almost brand new in terms of specs and it seems like Microsoft delivered on all fronts mm. yeah because that was the thing in PS4 Pro uh, I am beginning to regret my decisions there uh, just because it is that thing of like here's a little tad of an incremental increase on what it can do and like yeah it can do it quite well don't get me wrong but there was that thing of like come on Sony you need to push this harder yeah uh, for the company that was always considered to be that one that was sort of edgy and pushing the the limit of tech and you know the whole thing when the ps3 came out it was the blu-ray player to get yeah um yes it was the only one you could get or it was the one that was that little bit cheaper than the other ones yeah and still played games <clears throat> yeah so it's just a quick roundup on that one um with that with the specs that have come out you boys change your mind on wanting to pick one up or i was always going to get one but i skipped on the um, xbox one s because i knew that's what what my plan was yeah, I didn't skip on the S. I still will be getting a Scorpio um, because the S will most likely just become a media center because mm -hmm. that's what it's good at. And I will probably end up hooking this up not to a 4K TV but to a you know nice monitor mm. and uh, sit at my desk and actually have some nice resolution games, some nice graphically noticeable games and actually have it run at steady frame rates yeah, at a desk. Cool. Um, in other news as well, uh, Persona, we talked about that just before. So apparently the, the devs have gone after people who are streaming or putting screenshots up. Mm -hmm. um, so it's some sadness out there but also I, I guess you guys would probably understand why absolutely I would definitely uh, they're going about it the wrong way I feel like yeah. there, was, there was a more politically correct and gentle way they could have done this <laughs> um, send the missiles to Syria <laughs> oh that's topical <laughs> you want to bring up United Airlines next really date this podcast do we, do we, need, some, <laughs> do we need some gas um, yeah look it is that thing of this game is so narrative and story featured. It's that thing of anything I talk about, I have to be ridiculously careful because I will spoil something if I'm not careful. Yep. I have to keep stopping and thinking and going back, what have we seen in promotional videos I know I can kind of talk about and get away with mm. and people have seen that and that's okay. Um, I would be beyond pissed if I saw a screenshot or something of, this is the final boss. Fuck you, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look, if if I'm gonna fall into the fault, like into one of the bad endings, fine, so be it. That's for my decisions. I don't want to see. Hey, I saw a screenshot from here, so clearly I've done something wrong. No, I want to keep going down to the end and then go. 
Yeah, no, I fucked up. That was yeah. a great story, but I mm. fucked up. I need to go back and do it again. Yeah, and the the main reason why they've gone after it mainly like the the, the share button on the PS4, um, which works with every single game, bar one now. Persona Five is the only game where the entirety is unable to be shared at any point. Hmm. That share button basically is disabled. So people, if they do want to, you know, stream it or do any sort of sharing, they're, they're basically external. doing like boot cams. Well, yeah, they're like... either doing so. <laughs> any screenshots are usually just people taking a photo with their phone. Yeah, yeah. Or it's they've got an external capture card like an Elgato. That's the only way you can do it right now because inbuilt into the software will not allow you to do anything with that share button. But again, like the PS4 operating system itself. When you highlight over a game that you want to start playing, without even like a second of load time, it immediately shows you top featured screenshots and videos. Now, a lot of games, uh, if you look at those, you will get spoilers and stuff like that. With Persona 5, they basically just went, we're not going to have anyone be able to do that, so no screenshots, no things. Not even if you get a trophy in the game will the, game, will the hmm. console take a screenshot. Um, which Sean still has turned on, which I turned off. No, so I, I didn't even notice. I found that setting. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it'd be telling you constantly that you can't take a screenshot. Nah, that doesn't hand out trophies like it doesn't. Candy. But, uh, but that's the thing. Like, so that way, those don't even show up. So potentially, if someone gets the trophy for completing the final, completing the game, and it shows the ending basically as, as the trophy, which is an automatic thing that PS4 does, mm-hmm. um, that could spoil it for you. As someone who's played four and th- uh, three and four as well, um, there are moments in that game that a literal single frame would spoil the entirety of the first half of the game. That's so crazy. it's they've gone they've gone hard with it. They've gone a little little extreme, but I feel like they will lax this after like 6 months. Yeah, they they're going to have to cuz you know doing streaming and all that sort of stuff, it's just such a good way to advertise the game as well. Mm. Um but free too. Exactly. So <laughs> Well, that implies that anyone can actually buy the game. It's pretty much yeah, sold Australia. out in every store in Australia. Yeah. Australia's got zilch stock happening. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I will eventually be picking up this bad boy once Sean gets his big boy edition. I will probably <laughs> be adopting his other copy. Yep. The uh, crusted adi- uh, disc of Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's well and truly covered. It's fine. Um, it's just my carpet. There's a reason why I now have a rug. <laughs> but you know like i am looking forward to it uh in in other news we do have a couple of things that have popped up yesterday i'm not sure if you boys saw it there was a new thor ragnarok trailer oh i forgot about dropped. that fuck me that was funny my god um that was what? it was cool so i know sean you don't watch trailers but i, I feel like you should watch this trailer because before that i was like i don't really need to see thor 3 because thor 1 and 2 were pretty shit now oh, i really, I so really want to see thor 3 yeah. now I'll just uh, I'll set the tone. It's basically Thor's doing his, his thing, and then he gets captured. He's basically on like a POW and put into like a gladiator um, sort of uh, environment. So he, they just chuck him into a coliseum. <laughs> At the end of the trailer, I, I like I almost thought it was like some fucking orc from World of like the Warcraft yeah, yeah. movie. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like, wait, the Incredible Hulk's back. Yeah. So he's and he's finally like, fuck, I found him. I've been looking for you for fucking forever. And it's like, oh, I just I. It's it's being directed and written by the guy who did what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah. So and like who's done like everything from uh, what's that show they did? Um, oh, Flight, Flight of the, the Concords. Yeah. So he did all those. So it's gonna have banter all mm. the way through it. It's gonna be very very good. Yeah. So I'm pretty pretty excited for that one now actually. Um, and then another thing that did pop up as well overnight slash during the course of today, uh, Nintendo have come out saying that they're going to be doing a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, um, so that is nowhere. going to be happening tomorrow morning, I do believe. So they're going to be talking Splatoon two as well as Arms and a couple of other things. I'm I'm, I'm sure they're going to have some more stuff to announce, especially 
with Splatoon two approaching, and they will probably they might um, drop a they might drop a release date for either one of them. To be honest, exactly, they'll they'll drop release dates for them. But I also feel that they might talk a bit more about their online services. Because yeah. both of those games are going to be pretty heavily influenced by online play, I do believe. Yeah, so ARMS less so, just because it is also designed to be that you can just have two Switches set up next to each other and battle each other, mm. um, or one Switch and battle each other, but absolutely, Splatoon 2 is an online-only shooter, basically, so it would make sense for them to start talking about that online service at the same time. Mm. So, yeah, look forward to that. Um, should be a whole bunch of Nintendo news coming out in the next 24 hours or so. And then two days after that, we'll see the Star Wars stuff. So they'll go on about episode seven, uh, episode eight, sorry. Yeah, oh, it's, and, it's um, so um, context, it's Star Wars Celebration, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Star Wars Celebration Day. Battlefront 2 is confirmed to be yeah. uh, actually, they're going to put out the trailer or the teaser at least. And then they'll also be putting out the, um, the trailer for episode eight. So that's going to be very cool. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, so, so a lot, whole bunch of little things happening this week in the gaming world. Are you guys going to pick up the Nintendo um, membership? Like, I know they've been talking about they're going to do like a similar to Live and PlayStation Plus. Are you guys going to pick that up? Or yeah. Not? Yeah, look, uh, depending on the pricing that they're going to be playing with, um, if the content's there for me to want to play these games as well, games like Mario Kart I see myself playing a bit online with. Um, Splatoon 2 is an online only game uh, well it does have uh, you know if you've got multiple switches you can play yeah so but it am, is meant to be mainly online yeah. so like you know I played the closed beta uh, well the open beta and I had a pretty good time there so it'd be interesting to see what the full game's going to be like okay um, but yeah so let's get on to the first topic of the week boys <laughs> uh, so this one is submitted by Sean Wilson <laughs> uh, what makes a good game Mitch no, so Sean, explain what you mean by this. Well, okay, so it's that thing of like techniques. Is it the the storyline? Is it the music? Is it how the game itself plays, the controls? What is it that makes a game really special to you? Even if it's a piece of garbage and you go, <laughs> everyone else absolutely hates this game, but there's just one thing that you fucking will not let go. It's that thing of like, no, this redeems it completely. And everyone else looks at you like, you're a fucking idiot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just Jesus. Get, just get the fuck out. <laughs> okay, so so you're talking like specifically like mechanics-wise or like like fundamental development-wise, what is something that just sells you on a game yeah, straight away? Exactly. What as you as Mitch, me as Dan, nailed Sean, it. Sean, <laughs> uh, saying you know what what we like to play, what yeah. makes a game for us. Um, you know, if you of course if we've got any games that we have played which are notorious for being poorly received but you will love it mm. let's talk a bit about that too um so myself what makes a game i dare say look i i shouldn't be saying it because it's it's a fucking bad thing to say but i do enjoy good graphics yeah um yep. if a game does look like it's made to run on a potato <laughs> i generally won't want to touch it and mm. that does it makes me sad because there are some games out there that you know the indie games out there that are all you know gone back to that 16-bit or whatever yeah um, games like your, style. like your shovel knight or um like stardew valley shovel stardew knight valley, all yeah. that stuff um that other one that they released that i can't remember the name of nailed it. uh undertale undertale yeah that's a good one yeah so those are all games that fucking huge like they, they are very very popular it's just myself i don't think i could ever get into it mm. i've tried playing shovel knight can't do it yeah i just can't do it so graphics to me is is up there and then of course a good story um it does have to have that element if it doesn't have a good story and a reason for me to want to keep playing the game 
um, I generally won't play it. And when I do play games that do have that story to get the hooks in, I literally don't do anything else until that game's finished. Yeah. So I did it with Uncharted 4. I did it with uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider when it came out on the Xbox mm. the first time. Just started playing that and I basically shelved everything else that came out that Christmas season just to finish that. <laughs> Makes sense. I did it in about like three or four sittings as well. So they were very long sittings. <laughs> yeah, I did the same with Uncharted 4 as well. Like I'm the same as you where like once I started Uncharted 4, I, did, I don't think I played anything else. And I think I powered through it in like a week and a bit. Mm. Like just over like three sessions, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it's, so that to me is you know personally what I what I say makes a game for me. Mm. Um, what about yourself, Mitch? That's very interesting. Like I, I try. I'm actually while you were talking, then I was trying to think about like what breaks a game for me, and performance wise, that doesn't really tend to bug me. Like if if it's got terrible performance, like uh, frame rate drops and stuff like that, it'll annoy me. But if if it's got fundamentally a a story that I connect with, I'll power through it. Like, um, I, I tend to think, like, some of my favorite games uh, are games like Deadly Premonition, which, as far as you can go from a development side of things, are technically terrible game. Mm. It runs at, like, you know, sub-30 most of the time. It's got terrible draw distance in the open world. The character models look like garbage. But that game felt to me like I was playing, like, a Japanese interpretation of Twin Peaks. <laughs> but, like, Twin Peaks is always described by somebody who had never actually seen Twin Peaks, just heard about it through someone else. Yeah. And then passed off to this guy, who, um, Swery64 is the guy who directed it, and he's, um, he's a, he's a madman. But, um, it's, it's one of those things where that game is garbage. And it barely, it didn't even really release in Australia, apart from when we got the Director's Cut put in that wasn't banned after the R18 rating came through. But it was, it was amazing. So... I guess for me it is like story over anything else, but at the same time, I'm also like, there's like, if a game's going for that classic sort of look, I get, I don't get into it as much because usually the classic ones don't tend to have, um, like something that'll grip me as much. Yeah. Like Undertale probably would if I actually did get into it. I've admittedly never played it. So I've had a few people recommend it to me and it is one of the ones that I should pick up because people say that the story is insane, despite the fact that it basically looks like a text-based adventure with like the most basic sprites. Hmm. But I also find on the other hand of, you know, the story being the main focus there, mm. you do get franchises where, you know, like anything by Telltale, yeah. um, that Ubisoft game Life is Strange, stuff like mm -hmm. that, they basically bank story alone. Yeah, and, and you can tell just by, like, how those games play. Yeah, and a lot of the time, like, with those games, I find it very hard to get into um, just because of the gameplay element that's linked to that. Yeah. Um, so, like, some of them are amazing, like, The, the Wolf Among Us was... Yeah probably incredible it was incredible yeah I, f I feel like with the telltale games in particular because you know what you're getting into when it says a tel telltale games presents you know what you're getting into straight away mm. you can kind of pick and choose the storylines that appeal to you so i didn't play game of thrones mm. because i've got zero interest in game of thrones but i did play um wolf among us i did play tales from the borderlands and i do play walking dead um but i it's nice that i can choose that sort of thing yeah. life is strange was the biggest gamble i think because that was like relatively unknown studio only did one game before it was like remember me and published by square enix so i i luckily did get into that story straight away hmm. um again because it was doing something interesting like you know small town type stuff i don't know why like twin peaks being my favorite tv series anything that goes that sort of style of like here is a small town and here's some weird supernatural shit happening in it um also <laughs> like, like murder mystery I'm take like, my money i'm pretty much like i'm, there. <laughs> I'm in Just throwing your money at it what about you mr wilson 
storyline is a big thing of it is a big part of it um when it comes to you know like persona why i'm so hooked to it is because of the storyline but then that's the thing of i'm a huge rts fan Mm. and a lot of those do not have a storyline it's what you make up yourself yeah um, yeah it's whenever so, i play a sieve it's that thing of am i going to be a big dick asshole with my nukes uh um, like of course i'm sean yeah pretty much uh <laughs> <laughs> got him boys uh well no it's that thing of, i've got the nukes but i'm generally going for the scientific victory but it's that thing of if someone pisses me off fuck you i'm gonna nuke you mm. um so that will let if it lets me have my own storytelling elements i love that that mm. will get me very excited for a game but graphics, unlike yourself, I've never had that big of an issue with. If it's not great graphics, I'll still play the game if I still am really enjoying it, especially if it's got a fantastic music score. Mm. Dynasty mm. Warriors is the big <laughs> one here for me. That game plays like hot garbage if you try and put two players on it. It's like, co-op! Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> we have tried we several have times. We have tried several times. I'm like, I'm. It, the map says I'm in amongst a stupid amount of enemies, but there's only three that are rendered. But there are three that are rendered. Invisible ninjas. It, it, yeah. It, it is. It's, yeah. It is invisible ninjas. And it's me trying to swing away at things and I'm not hitting anything. Um, but I can play that and I have on single player to death. I have owned from Dance to Warriors 3 all the way through to the most current Dance to Warriors 8. I've pretty much owned every iteration and they generally bring out three different ones. And then the spin-offs as well that the are made by as well, which are the even, same guys. Yeah. And that's when they go even more crazy. And it's just that thing of I like being able to tell my own story and within those when it lets me when it gives me that choice which is the Empire series um, but it's that thing of also I just do love being sitting down it is a button mashing thing <laughs> graphics are piss awful but the soundtrack going to it what I'm being able to do in the game I absolutely love and mm. so I'll just go through and play and play and play and play and play I absolutely love that also I'm a big fan of the Ace Combat series um, it's where my gamer tag came from uh, most people will still just say 420 Blaze, but no, the original, <laughs> original uh, thing is from one of the Ace Combats when the character was called Blaze. Uh, and so that's where I got mine from. I took his call sign and used that as mine. Hmm. Um, he was born at four. He was like... April 20th? Yeah. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> I knew the joke you were going to go for. I was trying to work it out. Like, yep. The ice cream's hitting the gut. Um, um, so yeah. No. At 420. And, and it's that thing of like, you know, you'll you'll tilt the plane, you look down, and it's nothing but flat. It's just taken directly from Google Earth. It's just oh, I satellites. used to love when they used to do that. Yeah. It's just like, here's a satellite image, done. And, and it's a 240p version of it too. It's yeah. not even like 1080p when you look down. It's like it's like no, the lowest This is PS2, PS3, yeah. of shit. Uh, and it's like here's a couple of buildings too, so you can hit them if you accidentally mm. fuck <laughs> you up. You fly a little too low. If you fly a little too low and goes, neat, neat, blaze, you're dead. Oh, that was upsetting. Yeah. Uh, I killed many people by hitting that. Uh, it was nine eleven all over again. Uh, oh, he <laughs> went for it. Oh, I, I, oh, he did oh, too. Oh, I did. He oh, did. I did. Um, so I am really looking. Like I know Ace Combat Seven coming out mm, some point this year. God only knows. Hopefully, it doesn't get delayed again. I know that's going to have probably better graphics this time around because it is running on the PS4 mm. uh, but it's also meant to be working on the VR so it's a thing of maybe the graphics will be shit but hopefully the VR will give me that gimmick I feel yeah, I feel um, like that will actually like that'll get your rocks off for that that will because it's a yeah. thing of I know I feel blech when I'm using the VR in the drive club but the moment I do any of the space stuff like in Call of Duty Star Wars I don't give a shit I'm in space going oh fucking I'll do all of this shit oh, <laughs> I'll go left right center I'm upside down God only knows what because it's space you can't tell yeah very true. Um, but, yeah, I've never experienced this before, so yeah. your body's like, this body's is normal. Like, it's fine. Then okay. when you go up to space for real, Sean, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I become an X-Wing pilot, I'm fucked. <laughs> um, 
I'll be the big dude. Uh, red. You, you oh, be, you what's be, his name? You'll be Hawkins. Hawkins. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's too real. <laughs> I'm not that big, but you never know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just like go to like the the Family Guy parody of Hawkins, yeah. where he's like literally out of the the He's falling it. out of it, and he's yeah. just like, I'm having some troubles, and it's because he's too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it just reminds you of that uh, shitty Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. Did you ever play that game? No. no. It was on the PS2. It was basically Mario Kart. But Star Wars variant. Oh, is that so, the one that had like the chibi? Yeah, the, the big heads. All the chibis. Yeah, so it's like what I imagined straight away with the pork. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but um, well, this this is actually like you can take you can this idea of like something that you know regardless of which you will play the game. This is kind of like a your gaming guilty pleasures almost. Is there a like think of it like ignore that, but like what's a good game? Like going back even further, like what's the first good game that you can think of that's like. The mechanics of this game is why I got addicted to gaming. For you, it's probably Age of Empires, Sean, I'm guessing. Something along those RTS lines. Yeah. Age of Empires was definitely one of the biggest ones. Um, I love the history side of it. Because that was the original Age of Empires. I don't know the original one, but Age of Empires 2 had actually quite a bit of history thrown in there. And I yeah. love that. I really did enjoy that. Um, but it was also that thing of, yeah, I went back and played and played and played and played and played and played that. Warcraft 3 was also a big one eventually later on. Um, but the first kickstart was the 64 with Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, and that was mainly for the fact that I have a mate of mine who would come over. We didn't do the fucking racing. We would just drive around and fucking do whatever the hell we wanted. Yeah. We'd try and see if we could glitch out on the train or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, so, but in terms of the RTS, it was like the, the history and the, the storyline, but not the story. So the storyline being the history, but yeah. also, like you said before, the soundtrack and all that kind of stuff. The soundtrack was always something that I always loved. Yeah. Um, Which is, I think, the reason why you and I played Halo quite a lot was yeah. because of the soundtrack, oh, the soundtrack as well. Soundtrack was gorgeous in Halo. But Medieval 2 is probably my first foray into um, real-time strategy, but also turn-based strategy. Total War. Total, Total War. War Medieval, yeah. Medieval 2, Total War. Uh, the moment you started that up, like not even actually into the game, just the splash screen of play, settings, config, internet, um, go to a website. It just started up this fantastic score, which I absolutely loved and have actually got on my computer at home. Uh, and I'll occasionally just play it when I'm bored. Uh, <laughs> and just like, I need inspiration. Um, <laughs> March into the battle of exams. Yeah. Uh, um, please don't do that to me, Dan. Don't want to think of responsibilities. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was a really awesome feeling. And then when I actually got into the main game and it's just showing you this screen of here's the play, here's scenarios, blah, blah, blah. But in the background, it's just got the, mar the army marching past and it's just playing this really fantastic score behind it. And I just had chills down my spine. I'm like, I'm going to play this game a lot. Mm. And I did. Like, I played that game a lot. And I still do play it. I go back and still play that game. It's not a good looking game anymore. It's really not. But I still love the shit out of it. Mm, yeah. I guess my guilty pleasure, you know, speaking about guilty pleasures... Now, this is a game, like, just in general, this, this subcategory of game um, is just fucking horrendous. <laughs> but it was like, you know, back in the day, I, I remember playing the Small Soldiers game on the PS1. Um, that was incredible. It was okay. the clunkiest, fucking Wait, shittiest game ever. Small like Soldiers. Like, Small Soldiers the movie. movie. The movie, Oh, the my game God. Okay. was incredible. So, like, I, I'm talking, like, movie tie-in games. So, that was, <laughs> that was me. So, yep. was Small Soldiers, which I loved. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings was a, was a bit. That was a bit like. Yeah, they were good. But I'm talking like Small Soldiers, the Bugs Life game was fucking shithouse. Um, <laughs> Toy Story 2. Now, my biggest one. Oh, Toy Story Toy was incredible. Story. That was a great yeah. game. I love those games. But those games are clunky. Yeah. My, my biggest one is like 
most people they're just like why the fuck do you like this game i'd still play it today like if i could is the star wars episode one game on ps1 i know the, the phantom exact... menace yes yeah. yes i love that, that i game, played that on the pc a lot that game was fucking incredible it was <laughs> like it fucking blew my little mind all over the room and i was like wait, wait, wait okay. one there's there's one <laughs> There's two that I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, no, there's... you're thinking of Jedi Power Battles. Yes, where you yeah. can choose who you started yeah. off. But no. you're talking about the actual one where you I'm talking about as the Obi-Wan. movie, the game, and oh. you play it as Obi-Wan, and like you just go to Tatooine, it had like, little side quests. Yeah, and... I know the one now. I don't know, the game, just everything about it, I just fell in love with it. Oh, I never no, it finished amazing. the game, because the last boss battle with the shitty game mechanics were literally impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's against, it's against Darth Maul. And you gotta do like that part where you gotta like jump platform to platform, and I've you just literally die nonstop. I managed okay. to finish it. I do remember finishing yeah. it once. But yeah, that's that I is cheat. my guilty pleasure is the Star Wars Episode One game. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm trying to think about like actually what mine is, but I think for mine it's actually it bounces around with different things. It's Godfather Two on 360. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this game had, it was a loose tie-in on the second movie of Godfather, so Godfather Part Two, and it was a sequel to the original game that came out for the Xbox. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a sequel of a game, but still ties into a movie as well. But it had the best mechanics. It's the reason why I still liked, why I actually still played Mafia Three all the way through, basically, almost all the way through. Um, it had territory control. So you were the yeah. Don of the crime family. So the I, the whole idea of the game was to recruit... Re- recruit... Um, recruit? McCree. McCree, yeah. <laughs> was, to, was to basically recruit, um, you know, get some muscle and stuff like that and have them, like, lock down certain districts and stuff. So I thought and you were they were going to go around and, like, start concreting all sorts of areas. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. yeah, that, yeah that, was, that was a, that was that's, a subplot. This is that how we did... To. No, this is how we got um, our territory. We just concreted off so no one else could yeah, yeah. into it. But no, like you'd actually set up rackets and stuff. Like you would, you would basically um, take over shops, and you would have your guys. You'd deploy your guys on the shops and stuff like that. You'd, you'd recruit people who were like suited to certain roles. So oh, that's cool. if they ever got attacked, you would they would like fight back. But then the whole time, if you wanted to, you didn't have to send your minions out. You could just go and do it yourself. You could get in your car with your lieutenants and be like, "All right, let's go fucking tear these guys up," <laughs> and you could just go and shoot them instead. So it was like a GTA game. But with this micromanaging, like, territory control thing that I just absolutely love. So if any other game ever does that sort of thing, I'm in straight away. Yeah. Mafia 3 had it close. But didn't hit the sweet didn't spot. Didn't hit the sweet spot of giving you full like, control. Son Andreas was sick in that yeah. aspect. And did you ever play um, uh, Vice City Stories on the PSP? Yeah, I had the, the version that came out for PS2. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool too. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, I like my mob games, I guess. That's my thing. Now, segueing into, you know, things that we, we like and guilty pleasure and all that, let's go into something that we hate. Well, maybe <laughs> hate. Let's talk gaming gimmicks. Oh, boy. Connect. Um. Connect. <laughs> Buzzwords. <laughs> Wii remote thing plus. Uh, I toy. <laughs> so, boys, what's a, what do you reckon your, your number one most... Why the fuck did they make this for this and why did I buy it is... Sounds like the Wii U. Uh, <laughs> Shot fired. I did ask the question of why the fuck did I buy this? It's just still. I didn't even trade it in. I was, I was like, it's not going to get me any money. Um, when the Switch came out, I still sit at home. Doesn't do anything. Hmm. Yeah, I've got a Wii U sitting there doing nothing too. I got rid of mine. I sold mine. But that wasn't really like the gimmicks that we're, we're no, trying to address no, here. No, I'm, I'm just being an asshole. I'm addressing. I, I remember I picked up a Connect. For the Xbox 360, 
Not at launch, but I picked it up a little while afterwards. Same. When Star Wars Connect came out. You <laughs> fucking idiot. You played that dancing part. Yeah, of I fucking love it. Like, no, I Han no. soloed all day long. No, they fucking played him because they made him buy it. Like, I can't believe <laughs> the, it. The dancing, that actually, that is, you know, the Connect Star Wars and the dancing part <laughs> is the Star Wars. Like, I brought Just Dance, I brought Dance Central after that because I fucking love that shit. All right. Like straight, <laughs> I'll light up that little dance floor in my lounge. Oh my but, god! Um, we need to buy Just Dance Twenty Seventeen. But now. me For buying, Switch, yes. me <laughs> buying a Connect just to play Star Wars Connect, it was a bad time. Yeah, bad time. And then the only game that I did play on there besides the dancing ones because they were all the same that I did enjoy was Fruit Ninja Connect. Yeah, which is basically full screen Fruit Ninja, but you wave your arms instead of your fingers. It's fucking awesome. It's real fun, and you work up a sweat. You're just quick. cutting ass, like you're, you're, you're chucking roundhouse kicks and shit. Like there's a melon. It gives me that. It gave me that old school. Like, <laughs> you just nailed the test almost. Really close. Um, like it gave me that old school like eye toy feeling, which is another gimmick. Like fucking eye toy was a thing for a while. Remember the eye toy pet. Yeah, oh, a little thing you could God. own on your PS2 type of thing, which was, which of course was like Nintendogs as well. Oh my god. Like, for me, like, early gimmicks, um, the only thing that I remember actually, like, buying to own was the guns for, like, Time Crisis and stuff. I was gonna say, yeah, the eye toy was the one for me on the PS3, because that was when I bought the guns for Time uh, Crisis. The, the move set. The move set. Yeah. Yeah, because you had to use... The PS3, Sorry, yeah, the, yeah, the PS3 used the eye toy camera, and they did yeah. bring eye toy back for, like, one thing on the PS3. Yeah. But it was the move set that's the main thing, and those knobby-looking controllers... They yeah. are terrible controllers. Which they're still using today. Still using today. They are identical in every way. I thought for sure they could have gotten rid of those glowing testicles on the end of those things. <laughs> so they, they strapped that other gimmicky eye toy with the gimmicky motion move controllers. And then they put on the gimmicky VR with the gimmicky move controllers. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. Get rid of the move controllers. It is the one thing that's holding <laughs> it back really badly. I won't lie. It, the peripherals of the VR. Mm. It, but what do we think, you know, VR in general, like not just... PlayStation VR, you're talking Oculus, you're oh. talking uh, H- uh, fucking HTC Vive. You're right. Um, it's just all of it, it to me at this point in time. I don't think the technology's there. We're not ready for VR. There's no, the, you know, the big companies aren't throwing money into the VR realm. It's because it's it's too expensive right now. Yeah. It really is. Like uh, Australian retail price for a Vive that you can get at some stores is fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's does, not including the yeah. PC you need to run that exactly too. right but the 1400 is at least everything that you need you get the cameras to set up your room you get the motion controls you get the headset that's more than I could say for PlayStation, for PlayStation VR, VR which yeah. you ju- which is 549 but you then need the camera you don't need the camera which is $90 usually you might also need bucks. move controllers too depending on which games you buy yeah with their 120 bucks, and then you're looking at games as well and the games too yeah plus the PlayStation Plus the PlayStation, so you're still you're up there with the same sort of thing. Yeah. But again, the Vive does need like a two and a half, three grand PC to run. Exactly. Oculus is like a hybrid of the two, where it still needs a massive PC to run, but doesn't quite come with all the accessories. It comes with a controller, not the motion controller. It comes with an Xbox One controller, and if you want the touch controls, you have to get those separately, which then brings the price up to the same thing and as the Vive. And they only came out like two months ago. Yeah, and yeah. The Oculus has been around. It was like the first VR headset. Yeah, they rushed to market and Vive waited a while to package the their motion controls with it. Mm. Which I think was a smart idea. But it's it's still too early. Like it's still it's too expensive for average consumer, which means that if you're a publisher, why would you invest money into something that, you yeah. know, one tenth of players have not even that much. That's that's a huge number, but it's still not even that exactly. much. Exactly. And because one tenth of players have it, it's just 
this initial wave is going to bomb mm. and then no one then you know they're not going to do a vr gen 2 or some shit like that because like why did we make it in the first place well the thing is it's not finding a claim in the games world it's finding a claim in the business world um vr and augmented reality are becoming big in vehicle dealerships uh with vr i know there's a, yeah. there's a company in america that's currently doing it with their auto shows it's that thing of scrap the vr on your head and then we'll put you into the car that you're looking at that's on the other side of the fucking country so you don't have to fly to it mm. so you can have a look around at it and they're getting to the point they're trying to go to the point where you can actually try and drive the damn thing or i can imagine a, them doing it if, if you're not trying to render um, a game you could render a single image beautifully detailed it could be photorealistic with those things but that's where their money is coming from but HTC Vive has got that one that I just talked about Um, I know um, NASA is working with Microsoft with their HoloLens um, HoloLens um, which that is probably what I'm more looking forward to augmented reality rather than virtual reality yeah I just want that like again I said I'm a cyberpunk fan I want that deus ex type of future where you heads up display in front of you yeah that'd be fucking sexy yeah Mm mm-hmm just get rid of the Google and Siri shit. I want to have phone sex with Scarlett Johansson. No, I bet you do. Like oh, in her. Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... so Yeah, VR's a little early, right? Like, VR is a little too early. But, like, we... We are in a point... Like, it's the same thing with the Kinect. So if you go back one more generation, you get the Kinect. The Kinect actually saw a huge success in the medical industry and, like, in a whole bunch of different industries as far as, like... Uh, educational tools because it's it has fantastic motion tracking for yeah, bodies. Yeah, people brought it for the like they brought the dev kit for PC or the iteration of Connect for PC to do all this crazy shit with. Yeah, yeah. Like so, we're seeing again. It's like they, it gets tested in the games realm as far as things go, but then people realize that like making games for this expensive hardware is just more expensive than it is rewarding. Mm. But then, uh, you know, the the industries get their hands on it, and now you know with HTC Vive or Oculus, you can do conference calls like you know like star wars basically where you're sitting in a conference room full of people but you're all across the world basically <laughs> it's a weird future we live in but still being able the to talk to them yeah um well, yeah it wasn't a gimmick it was actually something i liked it was the uh the pack for the uh 64 so you could plug in your uh, uh pokemon games from the uh game boy oh yeah the one that came with pokemon stadium yep. one yep um, yeah, it was gimmicky. Let's be real. Yeah, we weren't paying extra for it. You weren't, but I still absolutely loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, so as far as gimmicks that you did have to pay extra for to continue playing, yeah. uh, Wii Motion Plus. Or the yeah. Wii in general. The Wii in general was a gimmicky console, but it worked for them. They marketed it correctly, and people picked it up as their, oh, look, let's all get around together and, you know, hit tennis balls together. Yeah, and then the, it was the third party. The They're the opportunity, because they came out with the accessories for that, like, I remember one day my mom got home with like the fucking golf club attachment to a yes. Wii remote and a tennis racket <laughs> attachment to a Wii remote. Literally 50 cents of plastic that they probably bought for $30 right I'm just like, why did this exist? Why do we have this? What's happening? I reckon the rock band, um, the drums and the mic and the X2 guitars. It was a great idea. Mm, did you hear but that? But you only ever played with the Rock one. Band 4? That was the one that just came out, yeah? yeah. So Rock Band 4 came out, right? Yeah. And the, the controllers and stuff were brought to you by Mad Cats. Yes, indeed. Yes. So Mad Cat's being forever, you know, the, you know, my cousin's coming over to play, let's give him the shit controller. Always a player too. They have actually gone... They've gone under. They've gone under. They've gone bankrupt. Yeah. So... And it's not, it's not chapter 11 where someone else can buy them. They are literally just dissolving the company. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that because of a gimmick and how badly Rock Band 4 sold. 
Um, yeah. And, and it was that thing of, I was reading as reports upcoming to Rock Band 4 many, what, two years ago now? Um, Almost. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before it came out, they were just being like, yeah, if this doesn't so well, this That's is it. game over for us. Mm. They've managed to survive their two years. This is now... Well, barely. Like, they were like, surviving off of fight barely. sticks. They were fight, surviving yeah, off yeah, of yeah, fight yeah. sticks. But here's the thing, right? Uh, Microsoft's cracked down on third-party on third party hardware. Oh, yeah. Sony has 100% almost eliminated it. Yeah. Like... Um, it's only now Razer and... Uh, whatever that name. Revolution. Narcon. Narcon no. makes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Those it's two so, weird. I don't even know that? who makes those. I thought that was Mad Cats because the logo looks like Mad Cats. Yeah, it's it's not. that thing of like, here are our two pro controllers. They're not, they're not really... But yeah, those are those are again... Licensed by Sony, the yeah. Mad Cats ones were almost never. They they had the badge on there saying they were official Sony stuff, but they never were. Like yeah. you just know that they were just made for like to cash in. But that was back when they didn't protect their patents as much. And now that the Xbox One controller's got like Bluetooth built in, and it's also now got um, different wireless frequencies and the rumble motors in the tr- in the triggers as well as the hand grips. There's more things in there that's now not as cost effective for these third party third party companies to make. Yeah, PlayStation Four controller. You got light bars. You got touch sensors. You've got um, non-analog uh, pressure-sensitive buttons, basically. Where yeah. They don't do that anymore. So now it's like these companies can't make those controllers for cheaper anymore because those patents are locked to those two companies. Yeah, so it's just way too expensive. Yeah, they're like, we're going to make this controller. Here's the cost. Yeah, it's like... it's like So third-party con- controllers now, like you can see them in... like If you go to an EB Games, you can see third-party controllers for the Xbox. They're usually like those... Uh, goofy energizer light up ones yeah they sell for like five dollars less than a regular controller back in the day it used to be like fifty dollars and it's wired exactly it's, it's like, like that noise it's like it used to be like a fifty dollar difference between like a, a regular controller and a third party controller it was meant to be the cheaper option yeah. it's not anymore so I'm they pissed off already by my playstation's light bar the controller's light bar that annoys me in a dark room yeah i don't want a spectral one lighting the fuck up in my hands while i'm trying to play yeah, reeling the conversation back to <clears throat> game gimmicks yeah um so obviously rock band was a big one guitar hero tied into that DJ Hero was probably another good one. <laughs> I think DJ Hero was like the sign, was the dark time sign. Yeah. Like that was the one where yeah. it's like, we've gone too far. Yeah. Like we're taking something that's, <laughs> that's you know, like instrument based, like rock band, guitar hero, cool. And now it's like, now we're switching to DJing, which again, that that's still its own thing. But when you relate it to something like Guitar Hero, where it's a bit more like the feeling of like rocking out on a stage to the feeling of mixing tracks on a stage, mm. not quite the same. Yeah. No. But um, probably the, the cream of the crop Tony Hawk ride. <laughs> oh my god! The fucking ride controller. Did you ever see this, Sean? I did not, but okay. I was never a skateboarding fan. So Tony Hawk ride came out uh, just in the same sort of vein as that rock band, no, Guitar Hero 4 World Tour, when that came out. Yeah, they around were around the same, the same point time. time. Um, it basically was a Tony Hawk game. It was a Tony Hawk game that he released before he released Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. So that was the last iteration, the one that probably made Activision go, no more plus. <laughs> oh, um, there's a whole story I can go about five, but it will be um, time. Yeah, I think you've already spoken about five oh, yeah. before. But um, yeah, so it's literally a plastic board that you get given <laughs> and you do the Tony Hawk game on the plastic board. I never purchased it, okay. but fucking hell. Mitch, I'm assuming, did you play Tony Hawk, right? I have played it, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I never owned one myself. Right, I used good. one, you had one. <laughs> and I, just I wasn't that heavy. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so I, I knew someone who had it. The way it worked was he, it was kind of on rails-ish. Like, you couldn't really do too much. Like the, the... So it's Pokemon Snap. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, like, so you, you were stuck on, on a certain track. Like, you could kind of navigate where you were going. Um, you could stop and all that kind of stuff. It had IR sensors on the left and right. So you, when you put your foot down and swipe past it, it would detect the motion. 
it had to ollie you would basically just lift your foot off the front and actually have it kick up like an ollie almost yeah which cool again it's like okay <laughs> but like it was so hilariously unresponsive yeah and it was also the slipperiest goddamn thing on the planet <laughs> it was the cheapest flimsiest plastic and no matter where you had it on tiles or on carpet you'd kick your foot up and it would fly out from under you and you would eat shit <laughs> i ate shit more times on that board than i did an actual skateboard <laughs> actual skating was easier than that thing but yeah it was basically that was the that was the end of gimmicks for me, actually, now that I think about it. Like, we've gotten to gimmicks now where it's, like, VR and stuff like that, but that fucking ride controller. Yeah. Holy shit, I'd forgotten all about that until you brought that up. Mm. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> so, Sounds like the dance revolution pads all over. <laughs> yeah, but at least they had, like, a purpose while yeah. this thing was just, like, why? This thing was, like, we need to evolve the skating game genre. Meanwhile, EA is dominating with Skate, skate. 1, 2, and 3 at this point. Yeah. Tony Hawk's uh, Activision comes along and goes, we need to do something better. They've got a great control scheme. Let's just take a great control scheme and just fucking ignore it. And let's just do <laughs> let's just do whatever the fuck we want. And like they they just made that fucking controller and they tried to bring back Tony Hawks with it and it was rough. Yeah, if you are listening, Skate Four. I'm not a big fan of the skate series, oh, but I fucking love just games. just do it. You'll make money. Yeah. We know that's what you want. Please. Please do. Um but yeah, gimmicks. What a thing. So yeah, like going back so what's What's the earliest gimmick you can remember getting into? Hmm. Like you were saying with well, Pokemon Stadium stuff, which I still I wouldn't really I would, class I, that I as a gimmick. Class it was a gimmick. It was just it was a cool idea. I I did oh, like it. Earliest gimmick for Dan, but that was my earliest. The game. game Boy Camera. Yep. The That's printer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That so one it came. Like it was a, little, a it was a thermal printer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a thermal printer, and it was a little webcam that clipped like literally a cartridge with a webcam yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And you'd put it in, and it'd be like by far the worst sort of image you could ever produce <laughs> because it was fucking thermal paper yeah. it was receipt paper and then you could print stuff but it also had its own on the cartridge its own little photoshop that you got to play with as well oh my god yeah, and you got that. to edit the image and then print them out so this is like you know cameras make polaroid and nintendo's like you know what we can do we can put that shit on a receipt yeah <laughs> we can do that <laughs> and then they did it and i owned one. Oh my god oh, that was cute. that was my that was my earliest gimmick because that literally was nothing. That that didn't even tie into a game. Oh, like, literally nothing. It was nothing. just the camera. Yeah. You literally just bought an attachment for your Game, for your game Boy. Well, my mum did. Well, fair enough. Let's <laughs> be I was like five or it's six. True. Yeah, you would have been a kid. <laughs> but yeah, that's my one. Uh, Sean? Earliest gimmick. Um, uh, it'd probably have to be... Uh, it'd be the Wii. It'd have to be the Wii. The Wii's your earliest gimmick. Yeah. Um, well, because... Are you money savvy? Well, well my, actually, no, no, no. I can back him on this one. He's mostly PC. Name yeah, a PC true. gimmick. True, true. Yeah, it's a <laughs> racing wheels. No, it doesn't no, count. I, never, I did on a joystick. Um, but that wasn't really a gimmick. It was something you. It would is use. a. It is it's a, it's a peripheral. Yeah, 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 That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. anything. Um, a gimmick is like that Razer fucking RGB coaster that they released. <laughs> oh, the Firefly mouse pad. No, the coaster. The There's what? Coaster? <laughs> they made a coaster for oh, your drink. Oh. God, of course they did. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, no, it would have to have been, like, the Wii with, like, the Wii wheel. Ah, um, uh, for Mario Kart? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just go, why? And just plug in an unchuck. And actually be able to take corners. Uh, unlike going, like, what, what what the fuck? Where am I meant to stop? Have you seen the <laughs> the wheel for the Joy-Con? It's tiny. Because the Joy-Con's like tiny. as small, as big as my hand. Yep. Like, it's... 
the power of the world in the palm of your hand. Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, Tomb Raider, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking Angelina Jolie movies. Yeah, yeah, just quote, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Wii wheel for the fucking Joy-Cons. The, the wheel for the Joy-Con is like the little the size of your hand. Because the Joy-Con's tiny and it only adds like an extra half inch of plastic on either side. I like to have, like, you know, when I use the motion control for those, I like to do like the old truck driver, like the lean back. And, like, <laughs> and, and I'll just be like moving it, one hand driving. You know what you should do instead? You should go to the mall and take those fucking wheels off those like kids things yeah. and put the Joy-Con in that because at least it'd be a full-size fucking wheel. <laughs> a little bit bigger at least. What about I, you, Mitch? I can't think of... I'm actually trying to think of one. I'm trying to think about what was a gimmick that was on... I don't remember ever having one for the N64 or PS1 or even like the earlier consoles before that. Um, the Zapper doesn't really count for anything. Like if you had like an NES or, or like the... Um, the, the, the Buzz one for the PS3. Yeah. Oh. Buzz was a whole other thing. Yeah, you may have like... <laughs> na- yeah, that's, that's a whole... That was a PS2 game too. That's PS2, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, PS2 would be probably for iToy. Like, I think... I remember getting an iToy thing and like loving the shit out of it and then just realizing that it is literally like... Once you realize that you could break the games, that you didn't have to do them as like they intended... All you had to do was basically hold just like hold it, your hand it? up against it, or like just like spin your hand like a like a like a fucking ceiling fan. Just spinning <laughs> well, I remember around. that's how like apparently Star Wars connect. Going back to that, uh, apparently all you had to do was just like wave your hand in some weird yeah. motion, and you'd win. Yeah, so like the iToy is basically the same thing. Whereas like there was like a game where like ninjas would jump at you from either side, oh, and you yeah, could like yeah. palm them off and all that kind of stuff, or you could literally just like flap your arms like a bird, and you'd never miss them because like <laughs> the, all the camera was doing was just detecting your motion. Yeah. So, but yeah. I yeah, I think the iToy is probably like the earliest thing that I ever like got madly into, mm. and then was just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> just go outside and flap my arms like a bird if I want to. Mm. But then, you know, you look at it, there's like there's some gimmicks that they released that actually turned into like a normal thing. Mm. Um, you got to think like, I remember back in the day when the original Xbox was happening and Halo 2 came out and they introduced Xbox Live and like the stupid, like the headset that you got given and stuff like oh, that. Oh, the one that went wrapped around the back of your yeah. head. Yep. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. And I was just like, that's not going to be a thing. Why am I going <laughs> to buy that? Yeah. And look at this. 10, 11 years later. 11 years later. I mean, Look at these $500 headsets that you can buy. Yeah, exactly. So headsets is probably one of those things as well. Yeah, um, well, there's a couple of things that do evolve. So, like, you've got the gimmicks that were related to just one specific game that you never used for anything else. Hmm. Your Buzz was a good example. Those little Buzz controllers, that was a cool idea, and that was before the Wii, and it was basically, like, the only other thing that people would own. Yeah, and you've got the, the Wii Fit. We fit that with the balance board, the balance the same board. sort of thing. Um, At least when they did Wii U Plus or Two, whatever the hell, the Wii Fit Two, whatever they called yeah. it, they let you still use the original balance board. Yeah, well, that's that's the story. The Wii U's life in general, which we can go, we could talk about to the cows come home. True. Um, but uh, gun cons, like I said before, with like time crisis stuff like that, being able to take the arcade experience home with mm-hmm. was like fuck, I love that. That was so a great I, idea. I remember going now uh, the PS4, how bad the new shooting like little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the VR, we didn't mention this with the VR stuff because we talked about the move controls and how knobby they look. Uh, when the VR was being announced, they showed off this game that ended up becoming what's called now Farpoint or something like that. Yeah. It's like a like a shooter basically in VR. And they had at the the conference, they were like, "Oh, cool! Here's the here's the VR controller for the gun." And it looked like uh, a PVC pipe that had been bent into like a U shape. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, it's just prototype. They're not going to ship it like that." Mm. They fucking did. It looks like that. If you have it... Yeah, because I remember we spoke about this a couple of um, episodes ago. 
But yeah, it's. But, um, I don't think it was actually confirmed. I, no, it yet. wasn't confirmed. But so. now we like if you go into a store, you can see it. You're it's like, there. Pre-order this thing from Bunnings. Yeah, it's like I could just. <laughs> you, I'm gonna do a YouTube video of me making one. <laughs> yeah, you should. You just have to tear apart a PS4 controller though. That's oh, the only right. bit that's difficult about it is that they wired the PS4 controller into it. Have they? So the move controllers are part of this device. I, yeah, it's not an insert. What the fuck? So, yeah, so the back of the control, so the back of what the PVC noise? pipe that I could tell, like the back of the, the shape. <laughs> the PVC I'm just, it's forever just going to be known <laughs> as the pipe. PVC pipe, yeah. But it's got uh, analog sticks on the back of it and buttons along the side of it now. So you instead sure? of, yeah. Because was, I remember the, because um, the one I was going to talk about was the one for the PS3. It looked like an MP5. Everything clicked into it. Yeah. But it was still, it would, like the, you'd pull the trigger and it would have a mechanic that would yeah, pull no, the trigger on the It's not like that for this one. Ooh. This one looks like it's all enclosed in itself. Fuck that noise. So, I mean, that means, that's great. That means that if you do happen to lose one of your move controllers, you can just hold this little, like, fucking, u- this, you know, toilet <laughs> U-bend thing. But, like, <laughs> it's still got the knob on the front of it, too, which is just disgusting. That's that thing of, like, this is how we can tell where he is on the camera. I feel like you could have been less lazy with that. Yeah. Could have come up with a different idea. Just IR just tracking saying. for, you know, Vibe uses IR, for God's sakes. You know, uh, invisible spectrum. Oh, well. Bing, man. Oh well, I feel I feel like that's all the gimmicks I can think of. If like this would be the great time, like we should post up on the Facebook. We'll, we'll send up when this goes up. We'll have we'll have a comment thing going up. You guys can think of any gimmicks going on around gaming. Yeah, what was your release gimmick out there? What do you guys been? You know, what do you remember? And you're just like, why do I own this? You look <laughs> yep. back. What on fills you with that hate? Go go look in your your wardrobe right now and tell me if there's something there that you didn't buy that wasn't a part of a game. Or yep. anything like that. That you only ever used just for that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Magic cards. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, that that concludes our broadcast day. I've been your host, Dan. Catch me at Dan Casual on the Twitters. We got Mr. Sheen here. You'll find me at uh, the Casual Wilson on the Twitter sphere. And Mitch, my man, uh, at Casual Katie on Twitter. All right, guys. Till next time. Keep it casual.